It's all right. You. You're one of the Avengers. You're Vision. Are you here to help us? I am Vision. I do want to help. But what's an Avenger? What? Why don't you know? Why would you think that? Because you are. Welcome to issue 138 of the TomCast podcast, coming to you once again from an undisclosed location in Westview, New Jersey. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Remember, the best way to reach us is via social media. We are at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And please make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing the show on all your favorite social media platforms. Those include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many, many more. And if you're on that Apple Podcast, if you can take the time, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They go an extremely long way to helping keep this show afloat. And speaking of keeping the show afloat, and a special shout-out and thank you to the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become an official member of at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can join the nation and gain access to amazing, earth-shattering bonus content. Thank you to our current patrons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of APOC, Jeff Nail, co-host of The Ringing Ear. Uh, Jeff is killing it on that podcast. If you are a fan of music, that's the show to check out. Ringing Ear, dig it. Thanks. Thank you also to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in the sweet, sweet, sweet San Diego, California's. All right. Also, just before we get into it, hey, remember, we are part of the 3BZ network of podcasts, so head over to 3BZine.com. You'll find links and tabs to all the shows on the network. That includes Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast podcast, which you're listening to right now, and our Star Wars-focused podcast, MandoVision. I think they're all pretty good. Then again, I am intimately involved in all three shows, so I'm a, I'm a tad biased, but check them out and, and see what you think. You'll also find a link to our store envy page, which is where you can find all the cool merchandise, uh, much of it featuring my face. That that is what it is. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> you either want to rock it or you don't. <laughs> uh, so as we get ready to dive into today's episode, you know we are mainly focused on episode six of One Division. Oh, excuse me, episode six of One Division, the Halloween spooktacular that just dropped this past Friday. Uh, but I did want to, I did want to to uh, communicate with you, wonderful listeners of the show. 
Uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a different show. Unfortunately, uh, Roger and I were not able to to uh, link up this week for the show, and that's on me. I was I I I am uh, unable to record on the days that he and I normally are able to record. So I ha- I had to call in a pinch hitter for this episode. Uh, and I think I think you'll enjoy the conversation we got out of it. And it, it is it's a familiar voice, someone you've heard on the show before. So I hope you will will dig that very very much. And and you know not to rock the boat or anything. Like, I'm not going to blow your minds with with the revelation of who the guest host is. My 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 wonderful, my kind hearted, uh, my good, reliable brother Mark is is stepping in to. To uh to to take uh, to take Roger's place for the week as as we discuss episode six, and uh you know longtime listeners may know Mark is is the first guest host of this podcast. He helped me launch this you know a million years ago whenever it was we started with Avengers Infinity War in our in our our massive you know almost three hour long recap of that first Marvel Infinity War movie. Uh, so. You know, you know, Mark comes back on a, uh, on a semi-regular basis, anyways. But uh, nice to have him dip in uh, to talk about Wandavision, get a little bit of a new perspective on on the show from from a new, a fresh set of eyes. So that's what's going on there. So that is the crux of the episode. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about episode six of Wandavision, the Halloween spectacular, as it's titled. Uh, but there there are a couple things to talk about first. Uh, and, and one of the first things I want to talk about is, uh, you know, despite some of the negative negative reviews that we give on this podcast, we try to keep this podcast happy and upbeat and positive for, for everyone listening. And, and um, sometimes the real world makes that a very, very hard thing. And uh, we, we do not shut our eyes at, at those, those particular moments. And so I, w- I wanted everyone to know that we are well aware of, of the allegations and, and the, uh, the accusations against Josh Whedon. We stand with the victims of, of these uh, offenses. And, and while we are not prepared to discuss these uh, on the show just yet, uh, please be aware that we are paying attention to the developing story. Uh, we've been aware of, of the situation as it's grown since Ray Fisher first brought it to, uh, when, when, since Ray Fisher kind of recanted all of his, uh, you know, positive PR as the Justice League film was coming out and, and, and began his accusations against Joss. And now uh, that, that many of the, the cast members of, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, and, and other Joss Whedon projects are coming forward, we we do stand with those victims. We we support those victims in coming out and sharing, um, what what they feel comfortable sharing of of their uh, time with, with that individual. And I think there will be a time when when we discuss it on this podcast. Um, but I, I wanted everyone to know that we, we're not we're not just burying our head in the sands on that particular topic. Uh, uh, Joss Whedon in particular, his his impact on pop culture is huge. Uh, particularly for people of my generation who grew up with Buffy and Angel in the in those shows and and you know even even Dollhouse and, and Firefly you know things that were a big deal and still are in a lot of senses so we are not blind to this we are not ignoring this it will be something that we talk about more fully um, hopefully as as more information becomes available I I, I I I am reticent to talk too much about it uh, until. 
it, until more is known, I, I guess. Uh, but we we stand with those victims. We we and we applaud them for their bravery in coming forward. And and I wanted to put that out there here on the podcast. So, um, you have our 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 love and our support. And and you know as as we said. Well, it was all Mandavision, but we talked about the Gina Carano situation there. And it's just, you know, we want this world to be a place where good people do the right thing and, and, and being a good person to other people. And if you're not being a good person, it's time to get called out. Bad people are getting called out, and we are in favor of that. So until more information comes to light in, in regards to the accusations, um, listen, like I said, we're monitoring the situation we will talk about it at some point in the future, but we stand with those that are coming forward uh, with with their with their with their with their, with their stories and, and sharing those stories with the world uh, because their voices need to be heard and we support that and we are with them. All right. Um, that being said, let's kind of get into the show. And much like last week's show, it's very Marvel centric, very Marvel proper. Uh, and one one tad, one tidbit of news that we did want to get into is that. Uh, and and this, this piece of news ties in to WandaVision, though maybe not in the most direct way that, we, that you know, we're aware of so far. But uh, Marvel, excuse me, Captain Marvel 2 has apparently found its big villain. And they cast uh, Zawe Ashton in a untitled, undisclosed role, though it is very much assumed that she will be the adversary for Carol Danvers to stand against in Captain Marvel 2, which is... Really exciting, you know. It's it's so much going on uh, with 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 uh, the pandemic and not being able to go to the movies. But it's it's always exciting to hear that Marvel is is starting to get to the point where things are filming again, things are in production, and things are happening. And and Captain Marvel two is a film that we don't know much about at this point. So getting anything like this is 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 pretty exciting. So so remember that uh, Nia DaCosta is the one who's taking over the production, the direction of Captain Marvel 2, and that WandaVision's uh, uh, co-star, um, I'm going to say her name wrong, <laughs> Teanoa Paris, who's playing Monica Rambeau, is going to be in Captain Marvel 2. We're starting to see some of just how and why she's going to fit in to Captain Marvel 2, uh, particularly in this episode as Darcy uh, dropped some big information on us. But, yeah. I mean, everything's coalescing really, really nicely here in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we're kind of getting back on track with things. And and that's good news. That's what we want to see. And, and you know, it's funny because Mark and I, um, you know, we, we, we do spend the bulk of this conversation talking about Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> we do spend the bulk of the conversation chatting about this particular episode of WandaVision. Uh, but it, it's hard not to uh, spend a little time discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole and and the the directions and the implications that everything has. And and one of the things we, we did talk about was uh, how, how the Cinematic Universe, particularly with the addition of these new long-form stories, you know, WandaVision on Disney+, and, and coming soon, Falcon Winter Soldier and, and Loki, and, and how these are, are, you know, adding not only to the... Uh, the the Marvel Universe as a whole, but how they're they're kind of helping to recreate that comic book feel uh, that that you know he and I grew up with when we were you know regular readers of of Marvel books and we would 
uh, eagerly await the next issue. And 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 Marvel is is sort of recreating that now with the Disney Plus experience because by not having this bingeable universe, this not by not having this bingeable series where we can just sit down and watch all nine episodes of WandaVision at once, uh, it, 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 it creates... There, there's a multiple of reasons to do it, but it, it, it helps to recreate the sense of anticipation that, as a comic reader, you had when you would finish your issue of Spider-Man or Batman or Avengers or whatever book you were the most into, and you were like... You know, either there's a cliffhanger ending or some shocking reveal or whatever it was and then the the realization like oh man i gotta wait 30 more days for the next part of this to come out and and marvel is very much doing that right now and, and capitalizing on that and kind of recreating that experience with wanda with wandavision now luckily we're only having to wait seven days <laughs> which is very nice and very convenient i can handle a seven day wait i don't know if i'd want to wait 30 days for each episode of the show to come out though so uh, but it, it it it's it's a really unique thing that they're doing, and and I'm really uh, I really appreciate and and respect the way that they're doing things. And I I know I know I think I even commented like when the, when the Mandalorian for, first debuted, uh, you know it was so it was, it was such the antithesis of what was going on with streaming content, where it was just like drop everything now, let people binge it, they'll watch it all in, in 48 to 72 hours, and and it's gonna have all the buzz. And they were right, uh, except Disney slash Marvel slash Star Wars, whoever it was, figured it out. They they realized that like, well, if we drop one episode at a time on a Friday, we control social media with one episode for seventy two hours. We control the internet. We control Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything else for roughly seventy two hours from one episode. And then they just spread that out over, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks. And you're never not in the news. So, uh, you know, obviously business plays a big part in things. But I appreciate the, kind of recreating that comic book feel of, of waiting for that next episode and being just like really keyed up for when you knew it was coming. Like, like, like sort of like the, I have that moment like on Thursday nights where I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's almost here. How tired am I? Can I stay up till midnight? Or should I go to bed now so I can get up an hour early to watch it before I have to go to work? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with 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 the Marvel shows. And, and I think you all know that I was the same way with, with The Mandalorian. So uh, big, big stuff going on. The, the, the Marvel Universe continues to grow. Mark and I throw out some fun speculation. Uh, I have no basis for a lot of the speculation that I throw out, particularly towards the end of our chat. I just make things up. <laughs> I just make things up that I think sound like a lot of fun. So there you go. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I, I'm, I'm already kind of rambling uh, incoherently and, and full of exuberance. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this chat. It's a lot of fun uh, to, to catch up with Mark and, and kind of pick his brain. You know, uh, Mark is a much more staunch critic than I am. But uh, you'll 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 hear very quickly that he is an enjoyer of, the, of this series and he is uh, he's getting a kick out of it. Uh, so that makes the conversation a lot better because we're not fighting, which is always good. Uh, so dig into that conversation and then I'll catch you guys on the flip side in just, a, in just a little bit. Uh, but remember this is the Tomcast podcast. There are important steps that must be taken before we start the show. You have to sit down, you have to buckle up, you have to hold on to your butts 
and then you buckle up again. Get ready. See you in a bit. That's it. My way back into the hex will be here in an hour. Just gotta meet my guy over the ridge. Let's roll. You can't do that. Sure we can. I'm a whiz at hot wiring cars. You can't go back into the hex. Worst case scenario, Wanda removes my free will and puts me in ultra low rise jeans. Hayward has your blood work. You've gone through the boundary twice already, Monica. The energy inside has rewritten your cells on a molecular level twice. It's changing you. Seen enough lab results to last me a lifetime. Cells metastasizing, cells in remission. I know what Wanda is feeling, and I won't stop until I help her. All right, joining me via Skype, a very special guest. Uh, my brother Mark is here. <laughs> Mark, how are you? Good. How are you? Hey, you know, just popcasting along. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're here to, to, to talk about WandaVision with us, uh, the latest episode, episode six specifically. Uh, but let, let's kind of, uh, let's, 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 let's check your temperature on, on the series. So what are you thinking of WandaVision so far? Um, you know, just, uh, and keep it contained episodes one through five. What'd you think of those first five episodes? I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed each one for what they were. I, yeah, you know, I know some people had some gripes with the first two episodes, but I I thought they were good. I thought there was just enough uh, sort of mystery in each one to keep us captivated. And then uh, with episodes three and four, they definitely opened things up. And here in five and, and six, uh, yeah, the mystery starts to unravel and we learn more but more questions are raised so i i think they've done a good job with it no, that's good to hear uh you know you're not I mean, you, you've been on the podcast before especially to talk about marvel stuff so i i think a lot of people will probably remember that you're not like uh, uh, the biggest marvel sycophant like i am but you, you know no. you, you enjoy the bulk of the content yeah you know like i i don't think they ever really kind of get to the point where I'm like, oh, that, like, what an amazing movie. But they definitely, you know, they make a lot of things. I'm like, that was very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And that, hey, that's all we can ask, can't, you know, at this day and age. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, you know, you know me. I, I, as long as I'm entertained, I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, how, did, how was your, what was your reaction uh, to, to uh, seeing Evan Peters at the end of, of episode five? Um, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, a part of me, though, wondered, I was like, oh, could they just not get Aaron Taylor Johnson? And so they <laughs> thought this would, you know, they thought this would be like, ooh, mysterious, multiverse, things, worlds are colliding kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so I don't know. I, I, I had that perspective on it as well, but, um... I, you know, the, the last of the X-Men movies I saw was Days of Future Past, which was the first one with Evan Peters. Right. And I remember his performance fondly as Quicksilver. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you, if, if, if there's one, you know, the, the X-Men movies 
from 20th Century Fox are are a, a very mixed bag overall. Yeah. Um, but of of those those these these later X Men movies, I I think his Quicksilver was one of the one of the standouts, and you know I think a lot yeah. of people actually enjoyed this Quicksilver a lot more than the Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson version. Did I say his name right? I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think that's his name. Yeah. I I, um, I think I think people appreciated that Quicksilver more than the the Quicksilver that uh, Joss Whedon gave them in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, but I think that's a, it, it's almost kind of unfair to Aaron Taylor Johnson because I don't like he wasn't given much to work with and he only had kind of one movie to shine in. You know, like I said, it, in that one movie, he didn't have a lot. He didn't have a lot to do. So. Yes, that's no, that's true, and you know, um, yeah, you know, you're right. We'll we'll just leave it at that. We don't need to like dissect uh, his performance in Age of Ultron at this particular moment. But uh, I I <laughs> don't remember it, so <laughs> you know, I, I was just thinking the other day that uh, like, wow, it really has been a long time since the last time I watched Age of Ultron. Yeah, I I often forget that's even him in the role. <laughs> You know, like I completely forgot that's who played Quicksilver in in Age of Ultron until all the Evan Peters stuff came out about about him being in, in Wanda episode episode five. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well let, let's let's get to this week's episode. Uh, the the you know the reason that you're here, episode six, the uh, the all new Halloween Spooktacular. You know that's right. that's a pretty '90s kind of name, right? And this is obviously. We're, we are now in the '90s. We've left the '80s behind. We're, we continue to progress through the through the eras of, of sitcom isms. Um, yes. And the, this is the, uh, the opening of this episode. Uh, I, I I guess it kind of evoked Malcolm in the Middle for me. How about you? Oh, maybe it may, it made me think of my so-called life. Okay. But I don't I don't remember the title sequence from my so-called life. I I just definitely picked up that sort of vibe. I, I think I went with with Malcolm because of the this you know how it sort of opens with the kids Billy and Tommy's uh, point of view on everything, and that was kind yeah. of that was, that was kind of like Malcolm's jam, wasn't it? I I I don't I don't remember that show in, in great detail, but uh, that sounds right. <laughs> Yeah, I, it sounds familiar, and and I do remember it starting with kind of one of those uh, crappy kind of punk rock songs. <laughs> yeah, pseudo punk rock songs. Yeah, exa- yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, hey, you know what though? I, I did skip a step. I, w- I was supposed to allow us to talk about whatever beverage we're, dr- we're drinking, but since I can't, I can't even see your video today, I forgot all about it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, are you drinking a tasty beverage? I am. What do you um, have today? I'm having, cor- correct the, my pronunciation on this if I'm wrong, I'm having Ennegrin's Dunkel. Oh, nice. Okay. Their Munich-style dark lager. I have two cans of that left in the fridge right now myself. Yeah, it's very nice. I, assume, I was just going to say, I assume you think it's very nice. Yes. Uh, and uh, on in the same vein, I'm actually drinking an Ennegrin beer as well. Uh, this, nice. is, this is their rotating hop Pilsner series. Uh, the this is with the Willamette hops. It's just an, a nice, easy, crisp, four point eight percent alcohol Pilsner, and it's lovely and delicious, and goes down oh so smooth. So apparently, this episode brought to you by Ennegrin. Nice. Next time you're in the Moorpark, California area, go to Ennegrin. 
I highly recommend it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's actually funny that we are, we're both drinking this beer because I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, man, things are kind of opened up again a little bit. I wonder if I should venture up there and, and pop in to grab some stuff. Yeah. Because I, I, in the past, I have uh, taken advantage of them shipping things, but the shipping's very expensive. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think it's at least 20 bucks. Oof. Yeah. And 20 bucks on Not top worth. of, like, you know, 40 or $50 worth of beer is like, ow, that is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's get off of that. Let's get yeah. back into this episode. People are here to, to hear about WandaVision, not not uh, my 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 uh, uh, issues with shipping and handling. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out. We'll see what kind of feedback we get. All right. Uh, so, so this episode, I think this is an episode that a lot of people were looking forward to because uh, this had the images uh, that that kind of sent people into into a, 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 a kind of gleeful in, enjoyment when they when they saw, you know, Wanda and Vision in Halloween costumes of their costumes, their actual comic right. book costumes. Yeah. So I think this is, for a lot of people, this is the kind of like the one they've been waiting for. They wanted to see Wanda in a Scarlet Witch costume. Uh, Vision in a very retro kind of version of himself. And then uh, we even get Quicksilver rocking Quicksilver's costume in this one. And his hair. And his hair, which I was just going to mention, was my favorite part. <laughs> it was great. It was really great. It, it, it was really great. I, I had so much fun with with that aspect of the episode that I was just, I, I couldn't help but kind of just had like, there's a this certain kind of, like, kind of like giddiness that I had while seeing it on screen because like obviously they're very homemade but yes, they look yeah. bright. <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, her hers looked surprisingly good. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the the, the key component was getting was getting that headpiece right, you know. Yeah, and they 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 went they got that aces and then, uh, but I and I, but I, I sort of love that also like the DIY version of of, of Vision and in, in Quicksilver's costumes, and then you may not know this, but but Tommy and Billy's costumes are very reminiscent of the costumes they will soon wear as Young Avengers, in the, at least the ones they will wear in the comics. Yeah, I definitely was not aware of that. Um, I kind of figured it was. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely was not aware. Yeah, uh, I think it's Tommy in particular, the one whose costume is most like spot on. Okay, I, I don't know which one that is. That's okay. I, I, I'm having a hard time kind of keeping them straight at the moment right now too. So don't don't feel too bad about that. My young okay. Aven- my young Avengers uh, uh, knowledge is not as deep as it should be. I started rereading uh, the books uh, last night to kind of reacquaint myself with some of the characters because uh, Tommy and Billy are newer characters for me. So I need to kind of get them into into my brain. How long have the Young Avengers been around? Is this a relatively new thing? Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. I mean. Um... I think they debuted 15-ish years ago. Give or okay, take, give so or take that was year. like just a few years before I kind of stopped reading. Yeah, but I mean, you you were kind of on your way out at that point anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I I was late getting on on board with the Young Avengers thing. I thought it was a I thought it was like a silly gimmick. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah. Well, at the time, I just was like, "Oh, this is like a silly gimmick." They're now, now all of a sudden, Marvel wants to have sidekicks. When for years they hated the idea of sidekicks. So I didn't. Right. I I kind of pushed back against it at first. But if I, I um, I forget how I got wooed over to it. Uh, but the, but as I, you know, I ended up trying. I was like, "Oh, this is actually really, really good." <laughs> you know, one of those. Right. And I think that helps that I had a, a good creative team behind it. 
But before we go down that rabbit hole, we, we keep yes. getting... I'm, I'm getting so sidetracked. I apologize to everyone. Uh, yeah, so we have our characters in their costumes. Um, but I mean, th- there's a very different tone from this one uh, as, as opposed to the others because uh, there seems to have been uh, some consequences of, of the fight that Vision and, and Wanda have. Or maybe I shouldn't say fight, but like the argument that they have right, right before Pietro shows up at, in episode five. Uh, Vision seems to be much more aware that something's going on, uh, but he is sort of attempting, or at least given the illusion of, of playing along to an extent, uh, so that he right. can actually fur- go out and further investigate things. Yeah. So that that's one side of the story is is, is Vision's investigation in, in into what's going on in Westview, and then obviously you know our backdrop is Halloween, Halloween in a in a in a sitcom in the nineties. Um, so that's why everyone's in their costumes and, and doing all this stuff. But uh, for me, uh, now, uh, granted, I thought Vision's investigation would be the part of the story that I really, really enjoyed the most. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I, it, this, the performances from uh, Elizabeth Olsen and, and Evan Peters, uh, I found just really captivating. And their, their back and forth, is, their, back and forth their exchanges of, of dialogue... Uh, you know, Pietro's seemingly aware aware of everything going on. You know, his seeming right. awareness of the entire situation. Uh, it it made me wonder, and I was curious what you thought. What the hell's going on with him? Is, is he like Wanda's subconscious, or is he possibly just there to like egg her on to keep doing what she's doing? Is he possibly not actually really Pietro, but the person who's manipulating Wanda into doing what she's doing. Like what, 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 what again, there, there's so many inform- pieces of information in there in their conversations that you could go in a lot of different directions. And I was curious what you thought. I think all of those are very realistic possibilities. <laughs> um, Fair. You know, like I, I just don't think we've really been given enough in- information to, to determine that um i like the idea of him kind of being her her subconscious though mm-hmm. like, yeah uh, yeah, yeah it, it doesn't it they, they definitely seem to have downplayed or or, or or tempered our um our, our kind of like expectations for like the you know the multiverse is falling apart or you know colliding into itself kind of thing because like there's right. no real mention of of his reality or his world or anything like that he just seems to be this new version that is familiar but is different, right? And 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 uh, again, like I said, the the pieces of dialogue that they have with each other are just like again, I, I I couldn't decide like is is this coming from inside Wanda? Is this some kind of manifestation of what's going on? You know, in the back of her head. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess. Speculation's fun, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, and I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect of the show, and I've been delighted that they've kept so much of this show under wraps. I mean, Marvel seems to be one of the places where that keeps the lid on things the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you think's going on? Are Are you willing to speculate <sighs> or and take take a wild guess, or are you just gonna go along for the I, ride? I, I don't know. It's hard for me to speculate because I feel like I don't have. I feel like I would. I would have a better chance of speculation if I knew more about uh, the comics. But you know, like Scarlet Witch is is not a character that that in, until the movies I I knew a whole 
whole heck of a lot about vision, vision as well. Um, but I, I think I like the idea of Evan Peters being kind of like her, her subconscious or, or, or her conscience even, um, because like, I, I do like the idea that she's kind of made a turn here and that we're, we're seeing her kind of go villain. Um, I say that because I, I know you and Roger talked about that on, on your last episode mm-hmm. where you reviewed sure. episode five. Um, and, and I, I know that that's definitely where Marvel is leading us. Um, but, but I do kind of like that idea. I, I think it would be an, an interesting idea to explore. So I wonder if she has not that she's made a turn but she's kind of turning and but it's very it's like a it's like a subconscious sort of process like like how she was surprised when quicksilver knew about everything when she learned that quicksilver knew about everything that was going on and that he didn't think it was wrong and that he thought it was he thought it was impressive you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I wonder, you know, like, is that just her, her sort of, her, her conscience kind of like justifying it and, and rationalizing it? Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think we're supposed to know, obviously that they don't want us to know too much about, you know, if there's uh, um, things going on behind the scenes, uh, you know, with, with Wanda, like is someone manipulating, is, is this to someone else's benefit besides just Wanda's and, they don't want this to end, you know. It, it's there's there's you're right. There's there's so many questions. We we don't have enough information yet. Um, but it, it's I don't know. It's just been so much fun. Like I'm not frustrated by not having answers yet. I I want and I wonder if some people are getting to be frustrated because of that because of sort of like the the puzzle box aspect of the show. But I I enjoy that and I have no problem waiting for them to tell me what they want to tell me when they want to tell it to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, so long as they deliver, yeah. Uh, and by by the end, no, I absolutely don't have a problem with it. And I, you know, they've done a good job, kind of building the mysteries and and whatnot. So, so I'm willing to I'm willing to go along with it for now. What do you think's going on? Or uh, not what's going on necessarily, but like what are what are you thinking of the of the 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 sword? aspect of the storyline with uh, Monica Rambeau and Darcy and uh, Agent Jimmy Woo? Uh, it's it's fun. Um, my big question, though, in watching this episode was, like, why is Monica so certain that Wanda needs help? Um, you know, she almost seems to be a little too too willing to uh to uh, I, I i guess to, to to try and help wanda like she doesn't seem willing to accept the the possibility that that it is wanda that that's doing this and, and is the problem yeah it, it, that's an interesting aspect of it that uh again another thing that i that i'm enjoying about the show is because i, I you know I, I posited last week with, with roger that that i i I just I don't I think they want us to think Wanda's going villain on us, but 
we I, I feel like we've seen enough from this character to know that she has she doesn't want to hurt other people. So I cling to that. I wonder if that's what Monica clings to. Um, but she may right. she may just be more aware because she was in that world. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, you know, obviously the Internet's in love with the idea of Mephisto being behind all this stuff. Um, I don't know if we're going to go there, but what, what do I know? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I have no idea. I didn't even know the Internet was in love with that idea. Oh, they well, because the, the Mephisto plays a big part in the original Scarlet Witch and Vision comic book from the 84. Or, okay. Yeah, I think it was 84. Yeah. Um, and I, he's a big part. I think he's also part of the reason why the... He has he, something big happens with the kids. I, I don't want to say too much in case the Mephisto theory pans out, and then I might be potentially yeah. giving away a spoiler for something. Um, but right. yeah, I don't know. I'm not into the. I'm, I I said it last week. I'm not into the Mephisto idea just because I think Mephisto is too much of a of a, a, a do whatever you want card. Sure. You know, they could always just power him down, though. You know. Well, I know, but I mean, like you're like the devil of the Marvel universe. You're supposed to kind of be all powerful and shit. Yeah, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, I know how much you liked Power Down Jason and Jason versus Freddy. So, oh yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> so a Power Down Mephisto might be kind of stupid. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, but but I was just thinking, like in terms of, um, you know, like what they did with with Thor and and the Norse gods and how they're really just, you know, beings from. I don't know what would is that like another planet? Yeah, I mean they're basically in, aliens. Yeah, so I, like I'm wondering if they if they you know maybe they would just do something like that, which I don't know if that would be good or bad, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a lot more to the the sword storyline that I'm I'm very curious about. That's another storyline that I think uh, I I sort of think we are that one I think is being teased more than even what's going on with Wanda and and her powers. Uh, because I feel like, and I think we're starting to get hints that, that sword is maybe not on the up and up a hundred percent. Right. You know, they're there. They haven't talked much about it, but there was, there's, there's sword was in possession of, of vision's body and they were doing something with vision's body and Wanda was not happy about it. And that's why she stormed in there and, and took it back. Right. So, so I feel like we're, we're, we have not been made aware of what the trigger was. What, what triggered Wanda to do what she's doing? You know, I, I think they, I think we're being misdirected by, by grief. And, and obviously she is grieving. That's, that's, I'm not trying to dismiss that. But I think there's, a, there's, I think there's an inciting incident that we are not aware of yet. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm really interested to see. Cause I, I, I don't think maybe SWORD is maybe the benevolent organization that maybe we think it is at this point. I mean, they definitely don't seem to be portraying them as as benevolent. Yeah, I mean, in the I forget the director's name, but uh, he's turned into a real uh, dickwad. Hayward. Hayward. There you go. That sounds like a bureaucratic dickwad. <laughs> I I guess I don't know. <laughs> you know, part of me is just I don't know. I I supposing the sword isn't up to is not up to no good um at the end of the day you know he also just seems like someone who's trying to uh figure out what the hex is and 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 try to you know try to get in there and and help people 
but again, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Sword is up to no good or they're up to something. So, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. And and um, I know you know I don't want to play more speculation necessarily with you, but uh, uh who, who, who do you have any thoughts? I guess are so Monica and Jimmy Woo are going off to meet some of uh, uh, some uh, mysterious contact of hers who's going to help her out. Do you have any idea? Yeah. Who is, any thoughts on who it could be? Will it be someone we know, or is this going to be a big letdown? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I've I've heard rumors that it's going to be Reed Richards. That is the big rumor of the internet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in which case, if it is cool. If not, okay. I don't know. I, I'll just go with, I'll just go with whatever they they give us. You know. I mean, it would be, it would be pretty wild if if we were to get Reed Richards at this point in 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 Marvel. I feel like, I feel like they just announced that movie. Yeah. But now, granted, I mean, Marvel's had plenty of time. Uh, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, when nothing else is going on, to like have secret casting meetings for all of these things, you know, and, right. and Marvel is also very, you know, they play things very close to the vest. Most of their casting announcements, um, they never confirm until the very last minute. Right. So I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and and you know, maybe they they learned a trick or two from uh, from from Favreau with with Baby Yoda because they, you know, Star Wars kept that under wraps. No one knew that was coming. That's true. So uh, you know, yeah, I mean. It's a popular theory. It's an interesting theory. I would be—I mean, I'd be pretty stoked if that was how they decided to bring in the Fantastic Four uh, for the first time, or at least to bring in Reed that way. Um, yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a secondary, tertiary character. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've no. I, you know, that's the thing. It's like I—I—I I, I, I don't know who else it could be. So. What if her contact was an astrophysicist who also happened to be uh, the the despotic ruler of Latveria? Would that be fun? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I that'd be more fun than Reed Richards. I mean, what kind of great button hook would that be for the internet? You're like, oh, you thought you were getting Reed Richards? No, you're getting Doctor Fucking Doom. Yeah, that'd be great. And Let's then the, you know, you get like a pre-armored Doctor Doom, and maybe the, like what happens here is well, no, he he has it has to happen with Reed, or else he's not mad at the Fantastic Four for no reason. Right, but still, yeah. it'd be it'd be fun to see a, a, a pre-armored Doom, right? I don't know. I I'll join the fun with the with the wild theory game. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Though I mean, for all I know, he's just gonna go meet up with Bruce Banner. I mean, what do I know? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool too. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be. There's so many possibilities, and that's the fun part of the show. I I I can't wait to see what they come up with next. That's what I've really really been enjoying. Yeah. And I, I, I've said it before. I, I think Marvel doing more of this long form storytelling on, on these new shows that are coming out. I think is going to be awesome. I, I've again, this is one's been. I wasn't sure what to expect from this show uh, when this was the one that was announced. I just, I knew it was going to be weird and different. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, maybe to the level that I am. I mean, I, I knew I'd like it, but I'm really digging it. Okay. No, this was I. Th- I think this was the one out of out of the three that that we're getting that I think I was I was most looking forward to just because um, you know I've I've liked Elizabeth Olsen as as Scarlet Witch. She's been um, a surprise because that was a character I never really cared about, 
and I, I think she's been been very good. And it just sounded like an opportunity. Well, not just an opportunity, but it sounded like even though the sitcom thing is kind of gimmicky, mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, it was clear like, oh, they're going to do something different with this. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, so I like that. No, a hundred percent. And you know, that that's probably been one of my favorite aspects of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point has been like all the different flavors you get from the different movies. You know, they're not all cookie cutter and, and the same. You know, there's there's very unique. Uh, I'll just say flavor profiles for each one of them. You know, they 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 scratch a certain a different itch every time you see see a, a different movie. Maybe. Not always. Uh, maybe not always, but I mean, it's it's you know they kind of explore different genres. Like you at least admit to that much. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, so as the episode kind of closed out, I, I, I well, hold on, let me let me backtrack that a little bit. I want to go okay. back. To, I want to go back to Vision's investigation, uh, because this oh, yeah. this was. Uh, this to me, I'm curious how you feel. You know, you're like my horror movie guy, so I'm I'm curious how you felt about this. But I thought when Vision gets towards the edge of Westview, it's spooky as fuck, right? Like those people just standing there, not moving. Like it's really creepy. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, but like I don't know. I had some some. So, I get. I don't know. I, I like. I had a little some questions about that because sure, sure. so I, I I guess all those people were just like trick or treaters from from deeper within the town, closer to the heart of the town, and then when they went to that neighborhood, they got stuck and frozen. So I I guess it's just like it's the people in those houses have been what have they been like frozen like that since the very beginning. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it sort of seems to be saying that the further you get away from Wanda, the less influence she has if she is actually the one doing all this stuff. You know, I mean, because you also remember you also have the lines from uh, the end of last week's episode and, and some of the some of the conversations she's having with with uh, with Pietro um, that like you know she's she's not going to control everybody's daily life. She can't control people going to dental appointments and walking their dogs and things like that. At least that she doesn't believe she right. can do that, but you know. But it seemed to be giving us the, the notion that the further you are from Wanda, the less control she has over things. Right, but I mean, it also. But if that were the case, then it, like if she was, if she didn't have control over them or some kind of control over them, you know, what if you know said dentist appointment was in like the next town over? Couldn't they just leave? Well, no, there's no leaving. <laughs> well, exactly. So she has some kind of control. Well, again, if she's the one doing all this. Well, whoever. Yeah. Like, whether it's her or whoever else. You know? Yeah. Well, and like I said, the, the, I mean, the one thing that I, I that I, I, I'm sticking to in, in my, my beliefs that there's something else going on here. There's someone either affecting or manipulating uh, what's happening or, or, you know, Wanda's powers, I should say, at the very least. Um, because when Vision has been able to, to kind of like contact these people, you know, when he, when he touches them and, and, and you know, kind of like restores them, I mean, yeah. they all talk about the pain that they're in. And that's right. the one thing I don't think I, think, I think if Wanda was consciously aware that she was inflicting pain on so many people, that would be the end of this. 
And that's what I cling to. <laughs> and I could be dead wrong. You know, this could be like the classic villain that is like, everyone will feel my pain kind of stuff for all I know. But it doesn't, it, I, I don't feel like that's the core of that character. Yeah. And I mean, I think you're right. Like it, it definitely, you know, when I look at the show, it seems to to be, in in my opinion, that, that, that like, yeah, like there there's someone or something else kind of pulling the strings here. Um, you know, I just like the idea of her of her turning I, I like i would like to see that um you know but i also because she was she was dusted in the snap right yes well i mean maybe five years being dead and then coming back did something to her possibly though like i said i still think there's a big piece of the story that we're not getting and it could be as simple right. as yeah, she was dusted, and when she comes back and finds out, you know, uh, shortly after, you know, having to beat up Thanos, that the Vision is is in a lab somewhere being ripped apart, and you know, like I said, there's there's something else happening here, I think, and, and we we just yeah. haven't gotten that that piece of information yet, but there's I think there's definitely like an inciting incident for for Wanda, and and you know, she may have started this, but she may have also been provoked into starting this. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I agree. I, I think you're right. So, you know. Well, finally, someone says it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so one uh, visions investigation. The the scene with with Agnes in the car. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so much. No, it was good. That actress, Carol Hahn, right? Uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, she's great. Uh, yeah, no, she's been she's been very good in this. Yeah, she's. Uh, I I'm still very convinced that she's going to be Agatha Harkness. Whether that's going to be more of a comic book version of her, I'm not sure yet. Right. Excuse me. Um. I, I I'm pretty convinced, but that again, this is also a show that one, I think it wants. It's it's like a magic act. You know, remember the episode where they're they're doing the magic act, and they, yeah. they, they kind of talk about like misdirection and you know. A good magician's, uh, you know, as you look where they want you to look, kind of stuff. Like they right. want us looking in a certain direction while they're doing something else somewhere else. Well, so the like... Agatha thing could be a complete distraction to, to to get fans focused on on the possibility that she's, uh, you know, the witch who's manipulating everything, which it it right. still could be. I w- like I would not be surprised at all if that was to be the reveal, and and she's the one who's been kind of like poking the bear. But I think she's also, you know, in that case, she could also be the character that's kind of winding up the vision because she's the one giving him like these little nuggets of information that things are going on. And then obviously she drops the big one on him, a that he's an Avenger and he has no idea what that is, uh, but that right. he's dead. Yes. So I mean that's yeah. pretty pretty huge stuff because like that that you know that's spurring him into action even more than, than all the mysterious going ons around him. Yeah. So when, when vision pierces the, the wall of the hex, um, what, what do you think's happening to him? Is, is he reverting back to his dead form? Is he getting pulled back into the hex because Wanda won't let him leave it? Like, what do you think's going on there? I, I think both. I, I think like, yeah, like the, the hex won't let him go. That's just part of kind of Wanda's spell is that he can't leave. Um, 
but as he enters the real world then yeah uh, he's going to revert to his his dead self like the only reason he's alive is because he's he's in there yeah i yeah i I don't i don't i think that's i think i pretty much agree with that with that theory as well uh and so it's through uh as the episode progresses and the stuff with with pietro and 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 wanda's happening uh we do get the the moment where the 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 children tommy and and billy realize they have superpowers one has super speed and one has well we don't we don't know yeah i think we do see a little bit of of the other one's hex powers. He basically, you know, one's like Scarlet Witch and one's like Quicksilver. So there you go. Um, right. And it's, I think it's Tommy is the one. I could have this completely backwards. So I apologize. I think it's Tommy who has Wanda's powers. Uh, but he hears okay. the vision, you know, his dad uh, calling out in, in, in distress. And that triggers Wanda into doing something that we didn't, we weren't sure she, she was going to do or could do. But it's show that she's more powerful than than uh, we've been led to believe, which is something they've alluded to in prior episodes of the show, that we just don't know yeah. how powerful her, her, her abilities are. Yeah. Uh, I love this. I love the scene of the, of the, of the, of the hex expanding. I thought it was very yeah, like classic, uh, classic. It, it kind of had like, like a, like a blob esque element to it, you know, like, the blob you, or like, uh, the, the T-Rex and Jurassic park. Right. Right. It, it, it it's, yeah, sort of evoked those those images very easily, and and then sort of the way the the hex wall as it passes over you, how it changes things to fit into like the sitcom world, and so when it when it absorbs the shield, I'm sorry, the the sword facility, it kind of becomes like the carnival on the outside of town, which is like, oh my god, are you serious with this? <laughs> right. And yeah. then obviously, obviously, we didn't we didn't talk about Darcy, who ends up in dire straits because uh, she stays behind at the facility to kind of crack into Haywood's programs. Uh, right. she gets changed as well, but we don't know the hows and whys of what's going to happen with her, with Darcy. Right. So that'll be an interesting yeah. reveal for next week because now she's going to be part of the sitcom. Yes. Right. Will she be a, a, any chance she'll be a, a broke girl waitress? <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> I think, oh, that'd be really on the nose, but okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and that's basically how the episode ends is, is kind of seeing that, that, that surge in her, in her power set. Um, i I did skip over something. Oh, I was going to talk to you about, uh, before all that happened though. And before, uh, Monica and Jimmy Woo head off, we do get the, the word that, um, going in and out of the hex has been changing Monica and, and her, uh, Genetic makeup, I suppose. Right. You know, we all know. I mean, maybe you don't. But in in the in the comic book, she is a superhero. She does have superpowers. So perhaps she's gaining her hex power. She's gaining her powers via the hex this time, as opposed to some of these characters who have gained so many powers from the different Infinity Stones over the years. Yeah, that's that's what it seemed like. I I was aware. Yeah. Um. And I I, so, def- I yeah, definitely I was like, oh okay. Yeah, I definitely think that that. When the, when this show wraps up, she will be super powered and ready to go for Captain Marvel two. Oh boy! <laughs> Not looking forward to that one, are you? If the if the first one is any indicator, no. Oh man! All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> 
But no, she she's gonna be in Captain Marvel too. That that's kind of confirmed. So you know, this show's setting up a lot of different movies. Not it's not just gonna be setting up the next Doctor Strange. It's also gonna be setting up Captain Marvel too. Sure. So that's yeah. that's always good news. I and I love how the Marvel stuff just kind of feeds into all the other Marvel stuff too. That it it just it's such a wonderful. Uh, it's it's it's. I mean, it's comic books on 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 my TV on on the silver screen when it's out in theaters. You know, it's just like it, you know, one book feeds into the next, and it just kind of keeps you reading comics. This is the same thing, just with my eyeballs and, and not having to read. Yes, and <laughs> and you know, I, like as as a fan, um, like I I do think it's cool, but I also I also think it's a little bit frustrating. Um, and, and I know comic book readers feel the same way about comic books is, you know, you feel like you have to, you have to read it all. And so now, you know, you kind of feel like you have to watch it all, but it's like, I don't, I don't have this, I don't have that kind of time, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. come on. I don't know. I do. You find, know? I like, find give it... me, like, sometimes I, sometimes I just want a one shot issue. Sometimes I just want a one shot movie that isn't going to connect to everything else. Oh no! I mean, you're you're definitely not wrong about that. And I mean, I I burned out from from that a long time ago, uh, especially with Marvel comics. Uh, they were yeah. uh, the big time offenders of making me feel like I had to read every single book in their in their publishing line uh, before I finally yeah. just like, had enough. And and I think I just I think of the mainstream Marvel characters. I only read two at the moment: uh, okay. Captain America and Daredevil, because they only have one book each. There's only one Captain America comic. There's only one Daredevil comic. <laughs> I don't have to That's get nice. I don't have to get like three spin-off titles and then the Avengers book to understand Captain America. <laughs> right. I can just yeah, read exactly. Cap, I can I can read Daredevil and it's easy peasy. Yeah. So I understand you what know, you're saying. And... But 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 in, in this in this sense though, like I don't have a problem watching a movie or watching a TV show, especially if they're good, that's a little bit more manageable for me than, you know, picking up, uh, you know, 25 to 30 comic books. Yeah, that that's true. And I, I and I think to, to your point as well, is that if, if these all, all weren't as interconnected as they were or as they are, then we probably wouldn't also be getting things like, like the multiverse and the multiverse of madness. And, and it does allow them to be more creative with their, with their storytelling. And because I mean, you know, I think growing up, the last thing you and I ever expected to see in a movie was the multiverse. Yeah. You know, like that, that just seemed like a concept that was, that was relegated only to like episodes of star Trek or something. I mean, yeah, you're, you're. I mean, you're definitely not wrong. I, but there's still parts of me that that that, that uh, pun intended, marvel at the fact that we have the the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the first place. I mean, you know, remember the day when we just thought it was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if they made this one movie? <laughs> and now we got like yeah, twenty exactly. something yeah. movies, and it's like, oh man, we're so spoiled right now. Yeah. I mean, especially you know, from from you and I's day. I mean, watching. Uh, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher and 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 uh, th- that r- ridiculous Captain America movie. Right. Yeah. You know we we we've yeah, come that's... we've come a long way, Mark. We certainly have. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that covered everything I wanted to cover. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the episode? Not really. Um, 
I think like what you were going to say earlier, um, I liked the, uh, the DIY feel of, of their costumes. And I liked uh, Vision's yellow chucks. <laughs> oh, you know, I did want to mention, uh, you know, we, we, we did talk a little bit about, about uh, Pietro's kind of self-awareness of, of, of life in the hex and what's going on and, and, and Wanda's role in it. But I, I did really, really like uh, his very uh, insulting comment to her about how his, her, uh, excuse me, her dead husband can't die twice. And her reaction to that, I was like, "That's really good." It's <laughs> a good line. Yeah, it's a good line. Um, but again, I like I like seeing that emotional response from Wanda and what she's gonna do to try and try and protect her husband. Right. Because I mean, she's she's very much bought into this this reality that they are married and 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 have these kids and this is the world in which they inhabit and that's that. You think? You think she's totally bought into it? I think so. I think she's starting to have questions, obviously, and it was interesting to see. Um, again, P- Pietro points it out to her. You know, they're having that that argument last episode, and and Vision says, "You know, where are the children? I, I walk by this playground every day, and there's no children. Why are there no children in Westview?" And then right. this episode, all it is is kids running around. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things going on, and 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 Wanda's constantly adapting. Right. Again, if she is the sole uh, uh, person responsible for all this, uh, you know, it, again, it, we, we are. You, you said it. And I agree. We there's there's still information we need. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm having a blast. We got three episodes left, which is which oh, seems, is that it? Yeah, it seems like a lot of stuff has to happen in these three episodes, but I think it's gonna be a, a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the episodes keep getting. A little bit longer, just a few minutes. Yeah, well, and added to each episode. And that's so. that's another nice part of the format too. Is that the episode length can be whatever they need it to be. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm digging that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love going to the movies and, and, and watching this stuff on the on the big screen. But th- this long form storytelling, it, I, I'm just really just, just eating it up. I think it's wonderful. You know, so much more time for for things to set and, and develop and and for these characters to like, you know, saturate in, in whatever stew they're sitting in. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, by the time it's done, it's, it's equivalent to getting like a f- four to five hour length movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet it will, will, will be better than uh, Zack Snyder's four hour movie coming out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's so much, there's so much of a bet. I wish, I wish I could disagree with you, but I can't. I just can't. That's the conversation for another podcast. Uh, yeah. All right, Mark. I do. I can't thank you enough for for pinch hitting for Roger for me today. That means that means a bunch. Um, and and no I'm, I'm glad we had this chat. I'm glad you're enjoying the show too, man. I was I was a little nervous. I was like, oh man, I hope Mark's digging the show. This would be an awkward conversation if he's not. No, I like it. And actually, you know what? If 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 I can say one other thing, of course. Um, I know when we I know when we talked about Infinity War, I said that. Vision and Paul Bettany were boring. Um, One of the things about this show that I have enjoyed is you actually get to see Vision and Paul Bettany do something and kind of, it's like, oh yeah, you know what? Paul Bettany is good. You know? Oh, can I, you know what? Let me mention something real quick. I don't think I mentioned this last week, Um, but, but in episode five, when they're doing the eighties episode and it's kind of like that, 
Growing Pains, uh, Family Ties kind of thing going on, right? The, yes. <laughs> the the pictures of like baby Vision and like a little small boy Vision were so weird and creepy. <laughs> but I was kind of fascinated <laughs> by them at the same time. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, then the other part I wanted to mention too. I, again, I don't think I mentioned this before. If, if I if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, uh, dear listeners. Uh, but again, there was a very much of a growing pains vibe on episode five, and I I couldn't help but be be struck by Paul Bettany's hairstyle, which was very reminiscent of when Leonardo DiCaprio was a star on Growing Pains towards his end of its run. And I was like, is that intentional? That's right. Yeah. I, I wonder if they did that on purpose because he, he very much had a hairstyle like Leo's in Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have tried to give him the uh, that Allen thick quaff. Ooh, juicy, juicy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I've been a I've, I've been a big Paul Bettany fan for a while, so you're not you're not telling me anything new. But I'm I'm glad you're finally coming on board. Yeah, it's it's not that I've I dislike Paul Bettany. It's just that. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of the things that he does, I feel like it's just been kind of kind of boring, like like the albino guy in Da Vinci Code, and I feel like he just he kept he kept ending up in roles like that. Oh, I mean, I think there's a a period in a lot of actors' careers where they they you know kind of have to do some stuff to pay some bills. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, when, like sure. when he was in Wimbledon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Low blow on Wimbledon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. I will. I will talk to you soon. Thank you again. Thank you for doing this. And uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we we'll have to do. Uh, we we'll have to chat again at, at the end of the of the series and, and and kind of touch base and see how, what we all thought how it how it came together. Get you, me, and Roger to hang out. Yeah, sounds good. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey, all right. What'd you think about that? I thought that was pretty entertaining, pretty fun, pretty good chat we had going on there. So that that is the show for this week. And and again, I hope you all enjoyed it. And 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 uh, I don't know. <laughs> share, please, reach out, share your thoughts, share your theories on what's going on on Wandavision because uh, this is the show that's kind of consuming me right now. And you know, the internet is full of theories, like the Reddit's and and everything like that. And you know, everyone's kind of obsessed with, with Mephisto and we talked about people's obsession with, with the idea that Reed Richards is going to show up. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going on? Are the mutants coming? Like that cellular structural change that's happening to Monica? Is that how they're going to introduce mutants? Or, you know, share it. Share it. Bring it to me directly. I'm not going to find it on Reddit. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't, I don't have the time. I don't care that much. Well, I mean, I care that much about the show. I don't care that much about going on Reddit. <laughs> so reach out via social media. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter, Instagram. Email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. So let, let your friends and family and enemies and, and people you have uh, blood oaths and, and blood vendettas against know about us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all those good things. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you can do it, give us a five-star review, that would be so amazing and so helpful. I would, You would have my, my gratitude forever and ever. And speaking of which, we, we got a, a new five-star review recently, and I wanted to share it with the show, with, with you wonderful listeners out there, from RVB Dread. Hey, Popcast 2021. New year, new podcast. 
Being into pop-related stuff, I'm glad to hear other people's opinions on new movies and shows that I'm into. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for that. Five-star review, RVB Dread. You are a good person, and we thank you for your love and support. You will always, forever and ever, be in our hearts. Uh, so again, you can do that. If you're on Apple Podcast, <laughs> we would truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, and if you are interested, so inclined to support the show financially, you can become an official member of Pophead Nation heading over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. And you can hang out with super cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. You know what? I said it wrong. The Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail co-host of the ring in the air check that show out i think you'll really dig it if especially if you're into like the the, the music scene and and you know like, not like the stuff that everyone knows about but like you know the, the deep cuts that's what they get into thank you also to evil circle the evilest of all circles the squid master general brian brizard the new jersey devil mark wagamer my co-host for the day my co-host for the day is the new jersey devil mark wagamer and of course our newest patreons our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing, which, hey, Pariah Brewing, celebrating their fourth anniversary this weekend, this past weekend, actually. Uh, so head over there, check out the amazing new beers they have. If you're into those hazies, they got some new, really good new ones. They got the King Haze right now, a fantastic double IPA, double dry hopped with Galaxy, and uh, Colors is their new hazy IPA, single IPA, and that's quite nice as well. A little bit more tropical, a little bit more juicy, but super super delicious so head over to pariah brewing right here in san diego california when you when you when you have the chance and uh they have a wonderful outdoor space open so if you're into that right now uh head over there check it out or cans to go does it get better than that in the in the middle of a pandemic cans to go i don't think so all right so thank you everyone for being a patreon thank you all so much for listening even if you're not a patreon you are supporting the show in ways that 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 make my heart swell with pride. So thank you all so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next week. I think, I, I don't see why I won't be linking back up with Roger. I'm sure we'll be talking about episode 7 of WandaVision and what other, whatever other fun things happen in the world of pop culture between now and then. And be sure to check out Mandavision 2. We're cranking out weekly episodes reviewing Star Wars The Clone Wars and of course, the other show of the 3BZ Network. The, 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 the grandfather show the, the the godfather show of the 3bz network beer night in san diego check them all out we're here to give you guys a good time and keep everyone entertained especially if you're stuck at home all right so for the tomcast podcast my name is tom ciao babes great story compelling and rich we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year we're the stanley cup champions